Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to Bookmarked, a young adult book podcast brought to you by SeventhPage.com. Divergence will destroy our society. Find them. This is our fight. There's no turning back now. I'm not afraid Welcome to Bookmarks. You're listening to episode two. Um, and today is going to be a really cool episode because it's all about Insurgent, the movie. Um, the movie just came out. All three of us have seen it. Uh, we haven't even talked to each other yet about what we thought about the movie. So uh, I know we're all really excited to share our thoughts on it. Um, and yeah, this is going to be a shorter episode. So we're just going to go ahead. We're not going to do any news or anything like that today, but we're just going to go ahead skip straight to that main discussion which is again the insurgent movie before we do that um we do want to talk about this giveaway that you should have hopefully seen on twitter by now if you're listening um and what that is is it's going to be a signed copy of for a divergent collection so it's signed by veronica roth um and i've had it for she's almost a well, no, that book came out in the summer. I've had it since the summer. I've had it for a really long time waiting to give it away to somebody. So uh, we're going to be giving that away. And the way that's going to work is you're going to go to 4.factionhub.net. And when you get there, you're going to find a web page where you have to enter a password to access a raffle copter giveaway. Um, and once you do that, you know, you can, like, tweet and follow some of the page and stuff, and you'll be able to enter. But in order to get to that, you have to have the password. So we're going to be giving the password away uh, sometime during this episode. So, yeah, we're going to make you listen <laughs> to the episode to get the password. <laughs> but uh, that's the way it's going to work. And, yeah, so just keep on listening. Uh, we're going to give away the password, and then you can enter to win a copy of for Divergent Collection. I should mention that it is U.S. only, so if, if you're listening internationally, I'm sorry. I'm not, I just don't have the money to send that across seas or anything, so it's going to have to be U.S. only. Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead. Let's go through. Just go ahead and start talking about Insurgent. Um, right. So what I want to do is really quickly, without any... Oh, wait. I didn't even, like, mention that who's on the podcast today. I feel so bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, why don't you two, uh, go ahead, quick introductions. Okay, I'm Lucy. I'm from New Zealand. Um, I'm 15, and I'm from the fifthwave.net, and that's me. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. I'm Addie. I'm from California, and I'm a writer for sevenpage.com. Awesome, and yeah, I'm Saul, and I'm also at sevenpage.com. Okay, so uh, really quickly, why don't we start with you, Lucy? Just like, seriously, like 10 seconds, did you like it or not? Just yes or no? Just that's all we no. want to hear right now. No, you didn't like no, it? No, I did all not right. at all. Okay, uh, Addie. 
Can I give a maybe? A maybe? You're not you're not sure yet. Uh, sort of. Sort of, okay. That's sort fair. Of um yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and say that I liked it. Um Ooh. but it has serious issues. Yes. Um yes. and we're gonna definitely talk about this. So since uh Lucy's like one hundred percent firm that she dislikes this movie, <laughs> uh go ahead, Lucy, tell us what was bad about this movie then? What? Why did you dislike it? I just, because I walked in there and I'd read so many reviews about it before I saw it, and there was one in particular that said, go into the movie forgetting what happened in the book, and I totally agree with it because I sat there the whole time and I looked at my friend and I said, is this Insurgent? Like, this is the movie I'm watching, right? Like, I paid money for this. It's just, it was so unfaithful to the book, and I just didn't. I just don't like it when that happens, and I was really looking forward to this because Insurgent was my favorite book from the series, and then they just ruined the movie for me. Like I just didn't enjoy it at all. Okay. Like, 100% unfaithful to the book. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, so, Addie? Um, what, what did you think about it? Well, a part of the reason why I said sort of was because of, like I, when I went to see the movie, I hadn't like, specifically avoided seeing any reviews. And so I'm like, okay, you know, kind of went with an open mind. But half the time I felt confused. I'm like, this isn't what was in the book. I'm like, what part of the book is this? And I kept expecting, like, certain parts of the book, like, you know, to happen. I'm like, wait, why isn't it happening now? What's supposed to happen? But as a movie overall, I guess it was good. But it was just kind of really, it was like 40% faithful to the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm definitely with you. I think... I think especially walking out of the theater, I had the exact same feelings as you. I wasn't sure what to think about it. Um, the, I feel like as a movie, it's really good, actually. Well, not it's not one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, but as a movie, it, it's solid <laughs> enough, and I, I felt like it was better quality than the first one. Um, but as far as an adaptation goes, it's... Mm-hmm. It's really lacking. And so one of the big things I noticed, because I actually reread The Insurgent a week ago um, in preparation to see the movie. Um, and so one of the things that I noticed was a lot of the stuff that was in the movie is in the book. It's just that it's they really chopped it down in the movie. They took a lot of things out, and they, uh, they kind of like changed the order in which they happen. And aside, all, yeah, I think it's all like that except for the ending. What were you gonna say, Lucy? They also like, uh, they just made everything around that stupid box thing as well. Yeah. Like that's what they did. The whole like half of pretty much like forty minutes of the movie was dedicated to trying to figure out what the hell the box was and what mm-hmm. was inside it and how to open it. And I got really disappointed with that. Yeah. Yeah. It was I did... forty minutes that they could have had on different plot and stuff. So. Yeah. I agree, because I remember a couple of us were talking about it on Twitter about what it could be, and I'm not going to spoil the movie for anybody who hasn't seen it yet, but, mm. you know, it's kind of super obvious. And, like, when, you know, the box came into play, and, like, ten minutes into the whole box plot, I'm like, yeah, this is, is exactly what we talked about online, you know. You know, it's, I was like, it's kind of really obvious now. And I feel like they spent way too much time on the box instead of, you know, like, uh, like, uh, like Tobias, and, like for and and his dad's relationship, mm-hmm. or mm. just things like that. And yeah. I have to say, I kind of have to disagree with you on, on 
uh, Saul would have, um, I feel like the first movie was a bit, I think I didn't like Insurgent as much because I felt like it was a lot of CGI. Wait, mm-hmm. like everything, yeah. I think, feel like, like, I feel like 60% of the movie was like CGI backgrounds. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. No, I see what you're saying because they they do focus a lot on the the box, and that's where the CGI really comes in, is when she's going through those simulations and stuff. Um, I just felt like cinematography wise, it was better. I actually really liked the script a lot better than the first one too. When I saw the first one, I don't know, there were just some really cheesy things that kind of made me cringe, um, and I didn't really get that this time from this movie. So I appreciated that, but yeah, there are definitely mm-hmm. big there are definitely big issues with this movie. Um, I'm with you guys that the box was... I'm not a huge fan of the box. Uh, but I I see what they tried to do. Um, because in the book, there is this mystery that goes throughout the book. Where yeah. Janine has some information. She has a secret, right? And they want... Uh, to, in fact, there's a part where Marcus convinces Triss to save Janine so he can get the... Uh, or so they can have the information, right? Um, they kind of... Took, you, you can tell where they got the idea from the box. The yeah, box is sort of supposed to be like a physical representation of that information. But the problem was I feel like when they did that, they lost the whole mystery aspect of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because the whole time yeah. they're like, what, what is it that Janine wants to figure out? And, and in, then they, in the movie... They just got straight into it. Yeah, she, she got straight into it. And so it's just... It took away a lot of that mystery. Um, and also... Can we talk about Marcus? Because he plays a huge role yes. in, throughout in, in Insurgent. And he's pretty much not in this movie. What, what did you guys notice about I Marcus? I feel like he was in the entire film for like two minutes. And I feel like that that's saying too much time on screen. That That's kind of, yeah. I was really annoyed because we see in, 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 in the book, you know, Thor has this kind of like internal like war with should I go with my mother or, you know, side with my father? Like, he's kind of, like, stuck in the middle, and there's none of that in this film. Marcus is there with for, like, 30 seconds at most, and then towards the end we see a glimpse of him, and that's it. Yeah. Is he in the end? Yeah. That, and um, of the movie, he, like, they, they, like, at the end of the movie, there's, like, a glimpse of him. And there that's, is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't see that. Well, it was, like, two seconds of his face, though. It wasn't, like, a long, like, this is Marcus, here he is. It was, like, a... Marcus, then gone. Yeah, like, I missed that because I, I, what I couldn't understand was in the beginning he kind of like sacrifices himself so they can get away, which was kind mm. of. Uh, I guess it makes sense with his intentions and his motivations that he would have sacrificed himself like that. But um, what I wasn't sure was when they shot him if they just shot him with like a serum or if they actually like killed him. Um, yeah. And I didn't catch that he was in the ending at all, so I was thinking maybe they just killed him right then and there. But you yeah. guys are saying he was in the ending, so I guess he's still there. Yeah. It was just it was just really Sorry, yeah. Lucy. I mean he is an allegiant as well. Isn't he he's a, he's an allegiant as well, isn't he? Like yeah, he, he does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel there was a lot of miss. I mean I, I kind of like the script of the first film more because it was there's a lot more of that like yeah, we I know that you know the entire series is kind of like serious, but there's like those like light hearted, funny moments. Mm-hmm. That are in the book, yeah. that like I don't know, like helps the movies flow along. And for example, in when Tris is kind of you know all hippy dippy flowy on the Amity bread, mm-hmm. they didn't put that in. Exactly, that was kind yeah. of what I'm, I was so forward to that. But there was, I feel like there was just a yeah. lot that was 
okay, maybe they, they didn't have to put it, like, in word by word in the film, but a lot of elements mm-hmm. from the book should have been in in the film, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. No, actually, I wanted to talk about that, because one of the things I noticed about this, because, yeah, like I said, I do, I do prefer Insurgent as a movie to Divergent, but... One of the things I did notice was that this was there were there weren't a lot of lighthearted moments in this in this movie. There weren't a lot of opportunities to just kind of like take a breath and laugh. And even like yeah. in something like Catching Fire, which is in my opinion a bit more intense of a movie and storyline. I mean, I was laughing my head off in some right? of those scenes. Yeah. And we didn't have those here in Insurgent. Yeah. And having just read the book, I actually got the impression, and I heard somebody, the people that were sitting. Uh, next to me and in front of me in the theater, um, this seemed a lot more violent. The, the movie seemed a lot more violent than the book was. I feel like and definitely than this first one. What do you guys think about that? I feel like definitely. I think they pushed the. Okay, and I'm not gonna like say. I mean, cause we've all seen the movie, so I think if I describe it enough, you guys will know what I'm talking about. When, yeah. uh, when Tris says to someone, "Go upstairs." And don't come down until your mom until you know they come and get you. I think that was yeah. pushing the en- the envelope when it comes to violence. And yeah, I, I don't like. know, I don't know if that was kind of like to like force or give you know the the, the audience you know this is how serious Janine is about this entire thing. But I think that was they kind of pushed the envelope on this one a bit as far as violence. Yeah. I mean, I know there was a lot, I mean, we saw a lot more, you know, people getting shot and, like, a lot more blood actually shown in the first film. But mm-hmm. I think this one, def- just, like, with that little moment, definitely. Yeah, what, definitely. So are you saying it was the fact that there was a little, they used a little girl for that? Yeah, I feel like, okay. because, I mean, yeah. we, I mean, in the book, I think, was it the only, like, the only, I think the, I think in the books, I mean, I may be wrong. In the books, the only kids that, like, you know, actual children that we see get endangered like that um, is when uh, Janine is controlling them to, uh, to jump. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I, and the, yeah. There is the scene in Insurgent in the book. Um, if I remember how it plays out correctly, the Dauntless traders come in and they end up shooting a girl. I don't, I don't know if it was specified the age of the girl. I don't know if they specified the age of the girl, though. But they do end up shooting a girl, I think. And then Triss does find a girl, and she tells her to, like, escape. And uh, I think that yeah, I remember was that. supposed to be the little girl that ended up being in the movie. But, yeah, definitely the, the little girl, I would say it was the part where uh, Eric is holding the gun to her head in the room. Yeah, that was, that was intense. That was... Yeah, that, that was actually really intense. And, and thank goodness, um, I'm assuming nothing happened to the little girl. You don't actually see her after Triss knocks Eric over. No, I don't I, I yeah. don't think anything goes happen to her because Triss, you know, kind of, like, tackles him. Yeah. I think at, at yeah. most, I think like, traumatized and, like, just, like, has a couple of bruises from being shoved to the side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think anything actually happens to the little girl. Yeah. There are yeah. a couple other things that I remember... Oh, I remember what it is that I thought was super, um, like, whoa. Um, there's that scene where Janine has the Amity woman um, going through oh. the Divergent Box simulations, and she just yeah. dies, and this blood's coming out. So, like, that was that was another part where I remember thinking, like, wow, this is pretty violent. I don't know. I feel like one of the things that they were trying to do, and I, this is totally assumption. I have no idea if this is actually factual. But one of the things I the impressions I got from this movie was that they were trying to appeal not just to the fans, 
but they were really trying to make yeah. this an action movie, a really cool action movie that I, regular people would like to see, not just the book lovers. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I definitely yeah, agree with that. Like, I mean, there were moments there that the fans could enjoy, but the, I feel like the whole movie, they spent too much time like trying to think, what if this audience was going to watch? How do we pull them in with this idea? Which led more off the book, and then like those ideas just got lost as well. Like they would just go nowhere, and then there'd be like a loose end at the end of the film. Like, wait, what happens now? Like, what what is going to happen to that person, or what's going to happen in this moment in time to that character? And it it, it kind of ruined the plot as well. Like trying to change it and make it more actiony because that's not what happens. And with I have a thing with Tress when in the book she doesn't touch a gun, like in uh-huh. Insurgent at all until like the last three, like the last quarter of the book, yeah. and then at the start of the film, she's already got this like gun in her hand. Like it was in the trailer as well. I noticed that, and I was like, that does not happen. Like she's too scared to hold a gun. Like, mm-hmm. and that yeah. kind of made me quite upset because that was a part of Trist that I liked the fact that she was still able to act like weak inside, but like, and that just kind of bugged me a little bit with that. So. Veronica Roth actually talked about that because um, a lot of fans were noticed that, like you did. And, you know, she she just kind of said, if I remember correctly, I don't have it in front of me, but she said something like, uh, to her, the gun was meant to show the internal conflict that Tris was having, of having shot Will and feeling guilty about the parents' deaths and stuff. Um, so for me, I wasn't as bothered by the gun um, because I feel like that's the purpose it served in the book. And I actually think they did a pretty good job showing that in the movie. Um, she has her nightmares. There, there's that bit where she's like, uh, yeah, in the bed with four, and uh, Evelyn's right there watching. Uh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> all of a sudden she turns around and like, uh, that was kind of that was kind of freaky. Uh, yeah, I, I felt like they did a pretty good job showing the guilt. Yeah, and I think also yeah, uh, it was definitely. I think you know, uh, like, cause she couldn't pass the Amity Sim. And I think they, I think they, you know, kind of, you know, decided to move the whole guilt and fear of the gun and put it into the Amity Sim and portray it that way. So that's what, because, you yeah. know, that throughout, like, in the book, she likes, like Lucy said, that she doesn't hold a gun. She's afraid to hold a gun. And when she's in the Sim, she's like, I'm afraid. She's like, I'm scared. She's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And as for, like, I feel like it was a good action movie. There's a lot of action in it, and I have to admit, I did like some of. I thought some of the, the action scenes were, you know, pretty, pretty damn cool. But um, I, I actually read a couple of inter, uh, not interviews, uh, reviews this morning, and they weren't exactly favorable. But I think I read one that said, you know, they should have just instead of splitting the last book into two films, they should have just had the first two books made into one film. Um, I think the biggest change in Insurgent was the ending. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I have to agree because I let me just say this really quickly. Um, when at the end I thought I saw you know all the divergence walking out, but then everybody's like masks walking together towards the edge. I'm like that doesn't exactly happen. Yeah, and it's still in like a legion, like half like not halfway through, maybe like a quarter of the way through. Like they're still not allowed to leave. Yeah. So when they opened the doors, I was like. What is happening? Yeah. I was confused. Yeah, that's the thing. Because um, yeah. Yeah, from the impression that confused. they give yeah, in definitely. the movie is that everybody is leaving the city. And it's like a really actually hopeful type of ending. Yeah. The, if, you, if you know what happens in Allegiant, 
there's a conflict within the city with the, the people and the factionless um, and wanting to leave the city, and that drives a lot of Allegiant. That That's mm-hmm. one of the main conflicts in Allegiant. Yeah. And yeah, but- they... It looks like, I mean, I suppose they could still do it, but it looks like they pretty much resolved that conflict already. Yeah, it yeah. seems too, like they, 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 like, it was fixed way too quick, like, oh, you know, you know, everybody sees, you know, the announcement that was in the box, and we're all happy, and we're all gonna, you know, work together. That's not what happens. Yeah, because in the book, it's Tobias, or Four, whatever you want to call him, that he he, like, broadcasts it without, like, telling Evelyn, and that's, like, what, like, in the Legion, that's kind of what ticks the faction versus factionless. They didn't actually have, like, for, like, being that, doing that rebellious, like, act, like, saying, yes, we're going to broadcast this message. It just kind of happened. And I was like, really? Come on. Like, that kind of ruined that part of, like, the ending as well. Like, that ending will not lead into Allegiant well. Well, I think... Um, I, I don't think, know how they're going to do it now. So. Well, uh, because, I mean, okay, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but we know we saw that last scene, and I think that's what's sort of going to drive... Or I think that's how... Like, I think I feel like the next movie, that's how it's going to lead into the whole faction versus factionless tension, because, you know, the factionless mm-hmm. just sort of took over without letting anybody else know. Yeah. I think that's I think that's where they're gonna play the conflict between. Yeah. So you're saying that you think they're still going to be able to to pull off the faction versus factionless thing? In the I movie. think that's how the I think you know the way that that the film was made. I think that's how um, they decided to go into it. Like you know, this happens instead of what happens in the book. You know, like they. I mean, like we like we talked about. They changed what happened in the in in the book for, to the to the movie. So with, I'm guessing that that's what they're going to do. I know this happened, and that's what's going to lead. Because if you think about it, the last scene involved, you know, the, the leaders of each of each group. So you're saying, yeah, I, I hope so. Because for, <laughs> and if I'm being completely honest, um, I wasn't a huge fan of Allegiant. Um, not for the reason most people. <laughs> uh, there's like one if you've read Allegiant there's one particular thing in Allegiant that happens and a lot of people are upset over that I actually I thought that was the best part of the book um, but I, uh, I I felt like there was a lot of a lot of Allegiant was kind of boring um, that was my biggest issue with Allegiant and I so I was just kind of worried or I, maybe I still am worried um, because by resolving a conflict now I'm just like what are you going to what's the big conflict going to be in the next two movies. But um, I guess, like what you were saying there, Addy, like it, it, they could still easily create that conflict and keep that going in, into Allegiant. Yeah. So. Yeah. They made Caleb such a baby. <laughs> I know. Like, you are completely useless. Like, aren't you supposed to be smart? You're an erudite. Come on. I mean... Like, yeah, exactly. I was like, you might as well just be a wall. <laughs> oh my god! I agree though. Like in the book, like I just got like I was mad at him, and then in the film, I was just like, "I'm not mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> You're kind of irrelevant in this film." Like that's all I could think was like. He actually almost you seemed more sympathetic, or um, in the film nope. during the during yeah. the parts where the trials are going on with Triss, he he almost looks like he regrets it. 
but then he doesn't. But yeah, he doesn't. And, and aside from yeah. thinking, like, you know, you're kind of useless throughout this whole film, Kayla, I'm like, this makes me even more mad about what happens in Allegiant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the first time. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm just done with you, Caleb. <laughs> well, maybe last yeah. thing, uh, maybe last thing we talk about uh, before we wrap up, because like I said, this is gonna have to be a short episode. Sorry, guys, but um, <laughs> I feel like we've said a lot of negative things about the movie. Um, maybe <laughs> you only, maybe you only have negative things to say about the movie, and that's totally okay. I wanted to talk about some of the new actors and actresses that were brought onto the film. Oh, yeah. um, I was okay. actually impressed with some I, of them. I do have. I do have one. Okay. okay. So Uriah, he was my he's my favorite character from the book. I love Uriah. Like, oh my goodness, Uriah. And then when they found out that they cast like how do you say his name is it Canaan? I think it's Canaan. 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 Okay, Canaan. I he was on this TV show because he's Australian. So he's on this TV show and I can't, it's like a dance show. And I, I remember watching a couple of episodes and I watched it and I was like, "Oh, like this guy's cool." And then he was cast and I was like, "Oh my goodness." But then he had, like, I'm not going to spoil it, but he had 10 minutes of film time, like, all up. And it kind of let me down a bit because he was my favorite. He's my favorite character. Like, I love him. He's, like, so funny and witty in the books, and he's just, like, like yeah. cheeky. And, like, but at the same time, he's, a, like, serious. I'm, like, I'm serious. I can fight. I'm a dauntless. Like, he has that aspect. But, like, I feel like if they had let Uriah have more screen time, Kanan could have really, like, he's he was really good, like, and I, he could have brought Uriah to life more, and that really, yeah, yeah. I just really, I just really loved Uriah, and when he walked on, I, like, squealed, and, like, the people around me kind of looked at me weirdly, and I was like, it's okay, it's okay, yeah, I'm fine, but yeah. I was pretty excited when they announced that, that Kenyon was going to be on, that he was going to be Uriah, because I watched uh, the, the dance show, and so I was like, I was super excited, especially since they cut him out from the first film. And I'm yeah. super excited. I'm like, you know, he's gonna have more screen time. They made this big hype about him, and then he's there for like ten minutes. Yeah. I was like, really sad. No, but not yeah. having him in the first one as well, that kind of annoyed me a lot. But... No, that was definitely a big letdown not having him there. And I think that was part of why everyone was so hyped up to see him in this movie. And yeah, it is a yeah. shame that we don't see more of him. But what he did do, he was awesome. I think he yeah. it. He yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, I, I was also really impressed with Octavia Spencer and Joanna. She's not at all how I pictured Joanna. Yeah, I have to agree. But she does a really good job capturing like that gentle tone yeah. of yeah. Joanna. I, I was really, I really liked her. Okay, I have a question like, about about Joanna. I mean, I didn't read the book before. Uh, well, I've read the book, but I haven't read the book recently before I've seen the film. But in the book, did she have the scars that she has? Yes. Maybe. Okay. I, I, I kinda, yeah, she has a scar. Uh, I know in the film she has a scar on the right side of her forehead and on her right cheek, I believe. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I remember I was, seeing those. I was kind of wondering if that was just like an addition or if I just did not remember reading it in the book. No, that's part of the book. Okay. I was like, okay. I feel like there was something that goes on in the third book that relates back to her, and I was like, Maybe. Yeah, I think, I think you figure out what hap- how she gets the scar in, in yeah. the book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was actually looking for the scar. I was like, they better have put the scar on there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, that was in the book. I also enjoyed, like, just quickly, he's not a new character, like, Peter. Like, oh, I, Peter. I felt mm-hmm. like Peter, like, 
his like Miles Teller brought Peter to life so well from the book, and he got that stupid like I don't know what it is about Peter, but that stupid like wit that you makes you want to strangle him but hug him at the same time. <laughs> and, like, there were those that like that scene. I'm not going to spoil it, but that scene like near the end with yes. um, I just loved Peter in that scene, and oh, he was just so funny. Like yeah, I love um, Miles Teller. What a good actor. Yeah, I mean, me I, I, after those, there was there was an interview that Miles Teller did a couple uh, a while back that kind of you know like maybe I don't not like him as much. I don't <laughs> enjoy the film as much. Like I'm like I really I like Peter in the book. I was like your interview kind of ruined it for me, but I'm gonna keep an open mind. And then I was like, uh, okay, I was starting to like him. And then at the end, the scene that Lucy just mentioned, I'm like, he's like, hey, you know that thing you do? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes. I was like, I'm like. I, I I was like honestly like so 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 like weirded out by the way the movie was put together. I was like, is he gonna do that scene? Because I kind of want him to do that scene. At least let them do this scene. And I was really and happy. then they did it. No, I agree. Yeah. Miles Teller did a really good job. And yeah, regardless of what he uh, said a few yeah. months ago, I remember <laughs> what he said. Yeah, yeah. Um, regardless of what he said during that interview, I think he does a fantastic job as Peter. He really yeah. catches the, uh, yeah. the cockiness, that. but also what I and what you see in this movie, um, the remorseful side of yeah. So yeah, definitely. I, I feel like you see more like of like the internal conflicts going on in him in this mm-hmm. film, definitely. which I think will make him like a bit more sympathetic in the next film. Yeah, Peter was definitely a high point for me in that film. In Insurgent, he was definitely a good aspect to the film, and I was happy that they included that scene at the end because that was great. Yes, <laughs> that was hilarious. I actually I laughed at. I was like the only I one here who laughed at that scene. Really? That's too bad. There were oh a lot of uh, a lot of old people in my theater, but even they were cracking up at that scene. No, I had a bunch of eight, year, eight and nine year olds in my theater. Oh God. <laughs> So, lesson learned, I will be going to the 8 o'clock showings the night before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Last two actors I wanted to touch on uh, before we close. Um, Daniel Day Kim does (sighs) Jack Kim. I I, I thought he was awesome. Yeah, I thought thought he was pretty... Can I say badass? Yes, go ahead. ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I think think all of his scenes are pretty badass. Yeah, definitely. I absolutely loved those scenes. Yeah. No, is Daniel... Go ahead, Lucy. Is Daniel, is Daniel Day Kim, he's in Hawaii Five-0, eh? He's in yeah. Hawaii Five-0. He's also... He, I think yes. he's best known for Lost. He plays Jim. Yeah, definitely. In Lost. I just yeah. was really excited with that casting. He did, he did a really, really good job, and I enjoyed his scenes thoroughly. Yeah. yeah. Other person, yeah. Octavia Spencer as Evelyn. Um, no, that's Naomi Watts. Oh wait, did I did I just say? Yeah, you oh, yeah said I said Octavia yeah. Spencer. <laughs> Naomi Watts, yes. I felt like she was not mm-hmm. as mentioned in the book, but I feel mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. I'm kind of trying to figure her out still. I mean, I've read all the books, but like the the way Naomi Watts did her, I feel was a good job. Except for that whole creepy watching them sleep thing. <laughs> well, that was a dream. So. <laughs> I, I thought that it was still like creepy. It was like, ooh, ouch, Evelyn. <laughs> Why would you do that? It just it sent a few shivers down the spine. That scene. I was like, yeah. Well, thank goodness it was yeah. it was a dream because yes, that would have been really Edward status right there. But. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I thought she did a good job uh, also with Evelyn catching capturing the attitude. Um, my only complaint is that she looks like she could be Four's sister. Like, yeah. Just age-wise. She, she looked... She's just a little too young, and I had that thought when she was casted. Um... I don't know, like, can you see her and Marcus together? Well, I just... I, well, she did say that she was really young when she left. We don't uh-huh. know exactly how young. So I'm thinking maybe, I think that might be, like, you know, their explanation for, you know, anybody saying, oh, you know, she, I don't think she looks old enough to be his mother. But I also like, think it I... has something to do with the fact that Theo James is 30. <laughs> like, I'm just <laughs> going to put that in there. He is, he's 30 years old, and Naomi Watts is about 44, I think. 43, 44. So it's kind of the fact that they are 14. There's like a 14 year age gap as well. So yeah, I think my only thing about Naomi was I think you know like I think in the book she's described as you know being like sort of you know gaunt, like not like sticks, uh-huh. like sticks. And I I feel like um, I don't know. I don't want to say this. And like she looks like she's been in a faction her entire life, and, you know, instead of, you know, how... the I feel like the books describe, you know, the factionless as, you know, having sort of a bit of, like, a harsh life. Yeah. And I feel like... I mean, if, I mean, if we had... I feel like if, if somebody going into, you know, the, the theater sees, you know, that just that scene, you know, like, of Evelyn's living quarters, I don't think they'd see, you know, that she's factionless. I think they think, what, what, what random faction is this? Yeah. Well... Unfortunately, we're gonna have to stop the conversation there. I'm just I'm too poor. I can't I can't uh, afford to do a longer episode. But uh, we I think we got a pretty good discussion in still. Yeah. Um. Before we do go, obviously the promised password to the <laughs> to to enter the four divergent giveaway. Um. So when you again how you get there, you're gonna have to go to four dot factionhub.net so factionhub is our divergent website and for you're going to spell it out you're going to spell out the the word or the name for obviously for Tobias Eaton um, so for dot factionhub.net you're going to see a place where you can put in a password the password is going to be one word I mean it's two words but you have to spell it as one word and the password is scary boyfriend <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, I feel like that that works uh, for a four divergent collection. So yeah, uh, scary boyfriend, one word. Um, in case you don't know how to spell that, S C A R Y B O Y F R I E N D, just like that. So uh, when you get there, put that in. You're gonna see a uh, raffle copter giveaway, and from there. You'll have you'll be able to do things like follow us on the page or Faction Hub, um, like us on Facebook, tweet things, and by doing that, you'll be able to enter the contest. And again, just sorry, but it's U.S. only. Um, that's all I can afford as far as shipping goes. Um, we obviously talked about our thoughts and feelings on Insurgent. If you're listening and you disagreed on something, or maybe you just want your voice to be heard, um, you can actually go. We now have a blog up for the podcast. Um, you can go there and there is a contact form and you can type in your review or your thoughts on Insurgent and we will be happy to read that on air. Um, you just go to bookmarked.seventhpage.com. That's where you'll find our blog and there should be a link on the left hand where you will find the contact form and you can go ahead and just send that over and we'll read that. Other than that, I think that's it. 
Any last words? Go see go see Insurgent, but keep an open mind when you go into it. That's all I'm going to say. I have to agree. Keep now. an open mind. I have to agree. Keep an open mind. Enjoy it as a movie. <laughs> and yeah, just let us know what you think about the film. Awesome. Well, thank you guys. Uh, thanks especially to uh, Abby and Lucy for being here with us today. Um, and we hope to hear from you guys soon. Again, we're not entirely sure how scheduled yet on these podcasts, but we're definitely planning on some more in the future. So thank you guys, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.